Welcome back to a podcast of one's own. This is episode number eight. And today we're going to talk about self-love and self-care. And I am here today with Esther. Hello, Hello Esther. Esther. Hello, Victoria. Hello. Um, and yeah, so in the beginning, we're going to briefly talk about a TED talk that we watched um, in the session. It was a TED talk by Susanna Win Winters, I believe mm -hmm. her name is. And the video was titled self-care what it really is so to summarize it for those of you who weren't at the session um, what she considers self-care she basically made four points um, first one being a plant-based diet so lots of fruits and vegetables spending time in nature uh, meditation and stillness and then also movement or like physical like being physically active um, and so yeah, she was talking a lot about um, activities um, that kind of restore um, or to like counter your physical and emotional stress that obviously you are exposed to in your everyday life and how people nowadays are so disconnected from nature and that, that self-care is also a practice. So it's not something that you do from one day to another. It's about a routine that you establish for yourself and while... I do think that she has a point when she talks about how people are sort of disconnected from nature and they put a lot of stuff maybe into their bodies that are not really like healthy for them. Um, we ended up, or some of our members expressed very strong dislike towards what she was saying because we also kind of have to acknowledge the point that she was coming from. So she's um, a white middle class straight woman. Um, which itself she was, is not obviously she seemed not a to be problem. doing really really um, well she she was talking yeah. about things like how she came to re realize that she was not doing like her lifestyle was not serving her so she just like she just let it up and quit her yeah. job and like yeah, I think that's start a, a new business position. And, like, like you're in a position not everybody you has that, that yeah you obviously also you're in a position where you can take time to just rest and meditate and be still you have time to be out in nature and mm -hmm. hike all the time if you wanted to you have time yeah. and money to spend on super nutritious food it's, it's about just social like, economical privilege as well like obviously she probably her husband was still working so she was in a position where she could from one day to another um she said she had a burnout which is which is terrible um yeah. and it's a serious issue but she was able and she was financially stable enough to quit her job and she didn't acknowledge that most people just cannot afford quitting their job from one day to another and also to me the problem was kind of like she seemed to do like to start all of these activity and she has established a routine for herself spends a lot of time in nature which is great for her um but then also the reason why she's feeling much much better now and why she's doing so well is probably not because of the 30 minutes she spends um, with her feet on the ground every day um no. but because she quit her job that made her miserable yeah, that's the reason why she's feeling better Three minutes into Three the minutes podcast, in. <laughs> we get I it. Think, we have I it. think it's important to to acknowledge the fact that she is right. Like all of these things that she was talking about, that she's found works for her. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Like yes, that it's is right. self care for her if she engages in it and it makes her feel better. But also, it's because it takes stress away from her. But it's also and, not. And essentially, that's I think what we reached. Yeah. What, we don't want like, yeah, self care no. is just like not. Mm -hmm not walking around being stressed all the time like you're doing things there was quite a good definition which is doing things that 
make you feel good or like the feels good. I think though I, I, I wasn't in a session I gotta admit because I was working myself into <laughs> Kilby in the <laughs> library um, but I think she's I, I watched the TED talk and she was right in what she said and I think it is true that self-care is about not being stressed but I mean the, if not this session when the society that we live in does not permit for that to be sustainable in the sense that we are bound to always be stressed. We're encouraged to always be stressed because if you don't, well, if you don't work yourself into being stressed and are you like, are you actually do you deserve, all, like, do you deserve having the money? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think there's such a tie between being stressed out and mm-hmm. being successful in society where I think it's really unsustainable for a lot of people. And then, in order to kind of reach that point where you're like, oh, wait, I'm actually not that stressed because I have all of these tools, you might undergo therapy. Therapy is really expensive and not everybody mm-hmm. has the economical and financial privilege or even the time privilege because that means once a week you take one hour out to talk about your issues. So not everybody has that time, not everybody has that money to go through therapy for months, years and then come out from a place where you're like, you know what, I'm actually able to control stress now. You know, I think it's it's very it's a very complicated issue in, in itself. It is, and I wasn't gonna um, shame her for her routine or for the things that she found worked for herself. And I think it's a bit tricky when it comes to self-care because obviously if you have been in a place where you were burned out, you were stressed, yeah. and you found a way that works for you and you have your routine, I understand that people are... You want to share that. You want to share that. You want other people to know. You want to help other people. And you, she might have actually helped some people. Like we don't know that. I mean, for um, sure. For I'm sure. Assuming. Some some women watched it and were like, "Oh, amazing! Like I'm gonna start doing that." I mean, honestly, um, myself, not mm-hmm. even not from watching this TED talk, but I like, I know that all of these things mm-hmm. make me feel good too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not like that's mm-hmm. totally totally right. Literally. But she's never she never once talked about. Um, the reasons she was stressed mm. in the first place. Yeah. And I think the biggest take-home message, I think, from talking about self-care and, uh, in, in the way that we live today is just that the excessive need for it. If we were living in a, in a type of um, society where we were not as stressed anymore, mm. it wouldn't be such an immediate need for us. Self-care, to care, like, yeah. self-care wouldn't if be like... We weren't so so if we didn't yeah. overwork ourselves every mm. moment of our life, there, weren't, there wouldn't be an $11 billion worth industry mm-hmm. based around spas and treatments well, no. and wellness because we wouldn't be that stressed as to need a massage once a week. I mean, not that I have one because I can't afford one, but if I were be able like you know just say like Mm -hmm. that wouldn't exist if we weren't expected to work as much as we work so in terms of like when we talk about self-care we have to acknowledge that it's a very profitable industry that is very profitable pretending to bat like to fight the symptoms but not the cause of of the anxiety and the stress and the burnouts that people feel um and i just want to say one last thing to the video because in the end she she was sort of she was making the point she was like yeah it's 30 minutes a day like you can do that and she just said it like so confidently and she was like if you if it's important enough to to you you will do it and i feel like again this is a very um popular sort of strategy 
in capitalism where the blame is put entirely on the individual. individual. Um, It's like you are responsible for your own misery or your own luck. Like if you want to change, you just do it. Um, And then we talked um, to like, or Kaylee said something like one of our members, she was Mm -hmm. like, um, when she was talking about being active and like jumping around and going for a run, um, obviously if you have a, um, a disability that is um, not it's just not possible and she yeah. was like well I would love to do all that stuff but I just physically can't so am I now responsible for, for that or yes yeah, am I responsible yeah. for being miserable I think that's like yeah. especially when the inability to engage in activities like that might be the reason that you need to take care of yourself because yeah. it makes you feel bad yeah. like it, because it's a, like it's the reason for mm-hmm. your your like mental health or whatever it, it might be yeah and I think it's really difficult because a lot of the things this and this is uh, mainly for I think no actually it goes for everyone um <laughs> scratch that uh, the way that self-care is sold um and marketed by corporations is very like we said a very shallow type of self-care it's Mm. and i'm not saying it can't help in the moment to put on a face mask and pamper yourself a little bit there's a lot of like the ritual of it i think can be very like it can be really healing to be like you know what i actually do deserve the time to do this like i think it can reach deeper than that it can be like i i deserve the time that i'm giving myself right now in that sense you prove it to yourself but also it keeps you in the loop of being dependent on these things to assert your value to I yourself. I also think it intrinsically there's something that is wrong in selling self-care through things that distort your image. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I was getting at. What I was getting at. Like, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were... No, no. Um, the idea that in order to take care of yourself, you need to do a face mask, which you might think, Victoria, that is not that bad, but it means that you're constantly worried about is my face hydrated enough? Do my pimples show? Do I need to take a face mask to to make my pimples show less? To make this and this and that? Those are aesthetical things that actually don't mean anything in the greater scheme of things. You're just bound to have, make them. But I think they also feed into each other so much because you start with a face mask. I mean, I'm so guilty of this. This morning I put on makeup and lipstick because if I'm, I want to look good because I want to take care of myself. What does that even mean, my dudes? Mm. But you know, when you start with a self, <laughs> when you start with a, <laughs> with a face mask, you, you then go into makeup. And I mean, this is, it's, it's a wicked, it's a wicked industry because you start with makeup and you start alterating your facial features through makeup, which is all that self-care, and you think, actually, you know what? I do feel better when my nose looks smaller. I do feel better when my eyebrows are more like up. My, I don't even know. Then goes into your yeah. like, plastic surgery. Then you go, but you're like highly profitable industry. Yeah. Highly profitable, super dangerous because a lot of people think are like use illegal surgery or or just mm. it's just dangerous for mm. from us. In my opinion, I'm not shaming anybody who has it. Because that's your freedom, but also in my opinion, it can be really dangerous to want to alter But is it actually your freedom if you feel well, like exactly. you have to do it? But that, that's, that's the thing. Like I think you. you start with a way, and then when people ask you, I think this is a very big trend at the moment. You say, "But well, that's self care." 
because mm. I wasn't happy with myself, and now I'm super happy with myself. I and that it's sorry. easy, like you easily condition yourself, like I, from personal experience as well. Like if you, if people say no, but it's it's a way that I ground myself to, like sit down and do my makeup and like really like just take a moment, like some creative expression, whatever. If that makes you feel good, then you're like this is quite actually quite simple biology like it's you you immediately condition yourself to feel better when you see a face with makeup yeah. after mm-hmm. that and you will start associating that with it and it just makes it into a like a downward spiral where you're more likely to feel worse mm-hmm. when you're not wearing makeup oh for sure you know what i mean like of and course. it's very much like and this is obviously taken advantage of by businesses yes naturally i think but but it's it's I think a very big part of the way that self care is, is like is talked about and and advertised, it's and it's just. You know. But yeah, let's talk a bit about how about the sort of, um, how self care, um, like who's the target audience of this? Because, yeah. I feel like a lot of. Um, girls in or women in our um, society like during the session everyone could sort of relate everyone had like their own stories and we all know that when it comes to social media like on Instagram or Facebook um, you get targeted apps that are tailored to what you previously googled or what you're interested in or whatever Um, and I know that I get a lot of self-care self-help targeted books or it's actually, it's crazy. And I mean, I brought one thing up, which I thought was just so ridiculous. I had to screenshot it. I got an app, uh, an ad on Facebook that, that said, this is the anxiety um, um, fighting bracelet or something. Like it actually claimed, it was like, are you depressed? Are you anxious? Buy this bracelet, you immediately feel better. And I was like, this it's is getting out of hand. Really. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna and some get people into, will go yeah. and buy that. I'm gonna yeah. get a bit more like, Therapist T2, shout out to my mm. lovely chunky therapist, chunky jewelry therapist. She's not chunky herself. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, this is the way that we view consumption and self care consumption is very similar to an anxiety induced brain. For yeah. example, you get the trigger, you're sad, you're feeling horrible, you don't know what to do, you want to fix that. What's the compulsion? The easiest compulsion is to go online and see how can I make myself feel better. And they tell you, buy this product and you're like oh jesus i need to feed to this compulsion right now because i'm feeling so bad and this is telling me that i will feel so much better if i just do this one thing so you do it you buy it and the compulsion gives you relief for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. an hour you do it and then you're back at feeling horrible and you're like but what i did that thing it's not fair i did that thing and i'm still feeling like this Clearly, I've not done it enough. I've not done. I've not used the best product out there. Mm-hmm. I need to feed into this compulsion again and buy the most expensive cream there is out there. And it's just like a cycle, an ever-ending cycle mm-hmm. that just like. Yeah. And sorry, yeah. I'm just gonna so the, bounce off what yeah. you were saying about yeah. personalized ads. Yeah. I think one of the biggest problems you were saying a bracelet. I am guilty of having worn and wearing Spanx, like you know those tummy holding oh, underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, so yes. like a corset thing. Or... Yeah, but it's not the cor- it's just like the underwear okay. that just like sucks everything up. And I know <laughs> that's not a bad thing. <laughs> hate them, rightfully so. I've spent useless money on them. However, whatever. Are they expensive. 
not super, but like also like I could have spent this money on other yeah. things. <laughs> because also I don't like wearing them because I don't like the way that it makes me think of myself. So I just have them for when I need them, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But I guess now ads that are supposedly empowering mm-hmm. of women saying you you're supposed to feel good with yourself. You're supposed to feel free, and if you feel free by wearing these pants, that what's stopping you. You know, I I I now have twisted. I now have it's the so freedom weird. of mm-hmm. go around going around and, and feeling good about myself, and that's part of self care too. Like. And that kind of is like the fitness industry, the nutrition industry. So, like, yeah. This is like the this awesome is like industry. this is like the Kardashians promoting body positivity. Yeah. Like it's like they're saying like oh everyone should be proud about of like the way they look or whatever, and then they Great, literally when you have, like, the only benefit like their their brands are basically just like I don't know they're selling shapewear or whatever, yeah. and they're like. Yeah, you should feel good about yourself and you will only feel good about yourself if, if you, you wear these shape. because you need to look skinny. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I, it's just like, it's just, I don't understand how people, no, no, I'm just stopping <laughs> I think, myself there. I think if we talk about actual self-care, like what can yeah. we do in terms of, because good, yeah. I think in the session we kind of agreed on that there's no that self-care and capitalism just don't work together. No. It doesn't, there's no, no nothing they de- that could they be They depend on you needing it. Yeah. They're not actually wanting to solve it. Exactly. So I think, so for me, part of like, let's call it like long-term self-care, like maybe mm-hmm. genuine or like actual self-care is just acknowledging that the idea of you having to be happy all the time it's just it's really ridiculous yes. yes everything comes and goes in waves like whether you're sleepy or whether you're hungry of course one day you're gonna feel better than others it has to do with hormones with what's going on in your life there are so many factors mm. and just the idea that you have to be 100 happy all of the time it's just ridiculous yeah and i don't know for me i, I just kind of feel like just sometimes taking a moment and being like, okay, right now I'm not feeling very good. (laughs) That's just how it is. um, And it's okay. And just sort of being patient with yourself. Um, And I know it's, it's very hard. We all compare ourselves to other people all the time, but I think sometimes just, just having the idea like someone else's strength or smartness or beauty doesn't mean that, you it doesn't it. doesn't neglect your own, no. right? So, I think an important part of self care, long term self care, mm-hmm. kind of what you were saying, is about changing mindsets. Mm-hmm. And whether it is with a therapist or whether it is not, if you have the ability to go with a therapist, chef's kids, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's a lot about mindsets and do a lot of introspection, introspection, self. I don't know how to say that. Self-reflection work within yourself and kind of assess which mindsets you hold, which false beliefs you hold are harmful to you. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a big step for me was... um, Lin-Manuel Miranda once said, I'm also a recovering Catholic. And I am a recovering Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Which made me laugh a lot. But um, Catholicism, I guess, part of it feeds you this idea that in order to achieve happiness, you have to suffer. It is through suffering that you achieve good things. 
And for me, that always fed into my uni work and my overworking myself. I thought if I'm not mm-hmm. in the library every day from nine till two o'clock in the morning crying and feel, and I know this is twisted. Now that I recognize it, I'm like, LOL, that's mm-hmm. why I had a mental breakdown a day. But for me, that was like, I don't even care if I'm studying or not. And I just need to be there. Because if I'm not there, it means that I'm not suffering enough. And it means that if I don't do well, it is my own fault yeah. for not putting myself through that pain. Mm-hmm. And then through my therapist, through myself, I kind of did that introspection and that mindset shift where I was like, wait a second, where does this come from? Does this make me happy? Like, not even happy. Does this make me content? Is this something that is sustainable? Is this, is this, is this doing anything for myself, actually? Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was like, okay, let's try to switch things up. And I started taking more nights off, if I could. Of course, I can't all the time. Mm-hmm. But when it's a bit quieter, I take some nights off or mm-hmm. some mornings off, some hours off. I don't care. Even 10 minutes off from my studying break. Mm-hmm. And, I think, and my results have gotten better. Like, my marks yeah. have been better. My ability to relate to the work... It's better now. And it didn't cost you anything. Cost nothing. Yeah. Cost me nothing. It was just about, yeah. hey, what are the things that I'm doing? I didn't need a face mask. I did not need I a face mask. I just needed a moment to myself. Exactly. And, like, take a breath. Like, that's what I But needed. you can apply that to a lot of things. Like, yeah. the shift in mindset. For the longest time, I had a gym membership because I thought, I feel happy when I go to the gym. And then I was like, do you actually? Because yeah. you spend the entire hour at the gym looking at the clock thinking, what the fuck am I... Pardon me. Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> am I doing here? And then, I mean, Esther said she canceled her gym membership. I was like, wait, that yeah. is possible. You can do that. You're allowed to cancel yeah, your gym like, membership. So I was like, fine. I just mm-hmm. canceled my gym membership. And I found something else that makes me feel... I, and you can tell that it makes me feel actually different. I mean, this costs money because it's a dance class. But, I mean, I can dance do dance in my room sometimes. And I do a lot of the time. Very cringy. But, you know, it's that... I think a lot of self-care is actually about to like talk to yourself. Yeah, just, yeah. It's yeah. A, I think self-care yeah. is really about giving yourself the attention you to... That to, we give to, others, but yeah. not ourselves. No? Yeah, just like, listen, I'm feeling this right now and just be present mm-hmm. and like listen to what you actually want to do, yeah. maybe. And it's crazy how patient and compassionate and empathetic we are with other people and with friends, but we are so hard on ourselves. Because we are fed this idea that we need to be the best version of ourselves. And if we're not, it's our own fault. And it's, it's so draining. Yeah. And it, it, it definitely it's keeps so you needing more self-care than you would. Mm. Otherwise, that we're fed that we're, we need to see ourselves as projects or like mm-hmm. works in pro- Oof, progress. That we need to like mind. always improve, yeah. which I think is really, really harmful. Because it's simply not true. Like if you, it's in if some you ways, are... I f- I feel like obviously we are works in progress, and yeah. I feel like, for example, over the past couple of years, I feel like I've come a long way in terms of educating myself and um, yeah. just getting involved in activism and feminism and that kind of stuff. So I do feel like I'm still a work in progress, and I still have a lot to learn. But also, that's not something like I don't feel like I'm a work in progress. In like I have to constantly be in shape. I have to constantly be. Um, We're not a common life work in progress. If yeah. it's driven, if it's driven by curiosity or by, like, your genuine if, if you're interest, drawn yeah. to something mm-hmm. that will like that will, sort of, make you grow, mm-hmm. that's great. But if you're driven to, f- towards quote unquote uh, improvement from not not accepting yourself as you are mm-hmm. that then it's harmful maybe yeah 
I don't know how much time we have left, but I also wanted to just like touch on a little bit what we were talking about, how the like the gendering of self self care, because mm-hmm. we're obviously talking about it from a very, um, like from our perspective, from like well, we were twenty like women yeah. in our twenties, um, and we were talking about in the session how it's a lot different for for guy the guys that we know. Um, and it obviously ties into the sort of macho culture and not not necessarily being able to talk about or acknowledge that you need to be taken care of as well. You're not just the provider that's taking care of other people, mm-hmm. which the patriarchy is selling the <laughs> idea of a man to be. Um, I think it's a very difficult one because women are marketed to to take care of themselves we're marketed to to for profit but still um self-care is catered to women in a lot of ways uh it is also catered to men but in other ways okay so i'm gonna go into my marketing and society mode shout Mm -hmm. out to my professor elaine thompson you're the love of my life. I hope you don't listen to this. Um, also, my dissertation supervisor. Um, she that, Okay, so I'm a business with marketing student. So we talk a lot about this stuff um, in my class, Marketing Society. Very good class. And what is being recognized by critical marketing, which is a branch of marketing that looks at, mar- like at advertising critically, basically, mm. is that the speed in which self-care to men is developing and spreading is alarming in the sense that she always says five years ago in her lectures she wouldn't have an example of self-care for men Mm -hmm. and now the amount of men in the class who are interested in telling their own opinion you know their own uh, experience with self-care and how it's catered to men it's incredible. She's always said like it surprises me how it increases every year. Basically, mm-hmm. self care to men is catered in a very different way. I yeah. agree, yeah. Uh, because it's catered again with fitness. We said protein shakes. <laughs> she said that one like she she mentioned yeah. bulking season and we laughed a lot. <laughs> oh, no. But oh, but something yes oh. one thing that has been a test by scholars and academics is that. The same impact that it has had on women, yeah. it has have it's it's happening to men, but very quickly. Yeah, it's one year to the other. Yeah. Men are told that they need to be afraid and ashamed of their bodies, mm-hmm. and this is creating a lot of mental health issues for that too. Because if you don't want to go to the gym, then what does it say about what does it say about you? Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that marketing and advertisements caters to women more. Because historically, women are the ones who are taught to hate themselves more, <laughs> to work with makeup, surgery, masks, shapewears, clothes, whatever it is. Mm. But I think in self care to men is har- like it's it's present, and it's harmful, and it takes and it's taking on a a trend that can be really dangerous. Really dangerous, and yeah. also like because of social stigma won't be like talked about as mm-hmm. dangerous yeah exactly i feel like 
obviously for women, like you said, and there's this quote by Lori Penny when she said, where she said that if all women woke up tomorrow morning and felt comfortable in this, yes, skin, capitalism would, would not ex- exist. Yes, of course. Which is like it's such a classic that I always yes, bring it up. Of course, I love it, and it's true. But um, obviously, we see that feminism has done um, in terms of like the body positivity movement a lot has has changed, and we now see like a diversification of body types in society where um, just people and like Instagram obviously played like a big role in that because people who were not given a voice before yeah. they now created their own platforms yes. and they share their stories and they show that a lot of body types are acceptable it's not just like being like tall and skinny it's also like being curvy being yes. what like how you were born um which is amazing it's a great movement um but obviously that's also mainly for women like that's targeted at women because we were the ones who were body shamed over decades yeah um and now what you were saying about men um there's not really an equivalent for the body positivity movement for men so no. right now we're at the stage and it's like quite interesting to observe that from the outside right now we're at the stage where there's this one body type which is like lean and fit and strong yeah. that is presented as like the the goal for like every single one and despite what your physical like preconditions may are or aren't um and i will i'm i'm honestly like i'm quite um curious to see whether there will be an equivalent to the body positivity or whether men so. are going to be included in the body positivity movement. i think so i have come across i have come across some body positivity activists that are there are men. Oh, really? Uh, That's on Instagram, I can mm-hmm. we can share them on yeah. our social media later. Mm-hmm. That are actually really good, and they have acknowledged the fact that this is not this. It, there is not really like a body positivity movement for men as it is for women, and mm-hmm. also there the, these guys, at least the ones that I've been following, they're very aware of the space that they are in, and that they are not wanting to necessarily interfere in the women's body positivity yeah. movement because that could also be a dangerous type of like taking yeah. up space that mm-hmm. is really needed um, and I but I do think that it's it's a, it has to be a different type of movement as well because there are other even even though capitalism is selling one part uh, one ideal there's a totally different acceptance of Male and I, like I might, yeah. I might get so like I know that this not does not sit well with everyone, but there is uh, there is a big difference. Like there is an honoring of the dad bod. No, you I know? think that's like the, there's a difference between men and women in or, that. Like uh, no, in no, the no sense you're totally that, right. Like, like it's being, marketed in a like, different way, but like being being overweight as a man, it's not gonna prevent you from getting a certain job or getting. No. Like getting into politics, yes. whatever. While women are like, obviously, it's a whole other level. Mm. Like I wasn't, yeah. But yeah. through the lens of self care, mm-hmm. I definitely think that this again is a really, really big issue for men because yes. it does put the responsibility on the individual, and mm-hmm. it's saying you are not worthy because you're not giving yourself mm-hmm. the time and energy to exactly. like go and take care of yourself. And then you're like, yeah, but maybe this would have. I'm so disgusted when I see these sort of posts on Instagram. Yeah. I'm just like, wow. Oh my God, all those like really, like, like, people who are like self-defined entrepreneurs and like, no pain, no gain, the grind never stop, you need to work for what you want if you don't. Obviously, that's very much internalized, like, just the, like, macho culture or or even just like provider culture. It's a macho culture. It's just like, it's so terrible. My, My first boyfriend, um, 
he was a really nice guy when we started dating and then he got into bodybuilding oh and now I've, I'm not, I haven't spoken to him in like three years but I recently checked out his Instagram and he's now like a proper like bodybuilding influencer and oh he, I talked to this with my friend yesterday because he literally uses like the hashtags um, like be the best version of yourself like these like pseudo like inspirational but the, oh, quotes no. and I was like oh that is so terrible this is and why I, just, I, I hate I, the fitness industry because it's got nothing to do with self care it really yeah. doesn't movement that was a part of the TED talk to start with absolutely the fitness industry it's got nothing I think to exactly do with I, that's it's got what, nothing to do with health at all that was like one of the points that I wanted to make going to the gym and lifting 20 kilos 30 kilos how much you want that is not Controversial, but that is not gonna improve your mental health. But it makes me feel you better. Like if you're into that, that's absolutely fine. And 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 you're again, you're allowed to do that because I have friends who but really don't enjoy going to the tell gym. other people they're not but worthy because they cannot. Movement do that. can mean anything. Movement can mean even not re- like we were saying about it needs to be more accessible. Movement does not necessarily mean jumping around and doing anything. It might just mean like. I also walking outside like or going outside of your house for like a minute and just breathing and then go back in. It doesn't need, it, it doesn't need to be movement in the sense of overworking your body. It can be movement no. of whatever kind. It's, the problem is you can't like I think health wise and correct me if I'm wrong, Esther, maybe you you shouldn't live an extremely sedimentary life. But I don't even know if that is correct no, or like, not. We're, we're like, not. We're not meant to sit still all day, but no one, like, very few people do that. We move, like, not even just, like, not act, like, not active movement in the sense. Like, you're, you, you, like, walk or move or whatever you do, like, to get to shake your Shake your hands, shake no, your, like, it's, like, it, it's just really, about, like, being with your body, too. What really upsets me as well is that a lot of the, the it's not just the way that it's advertised it's the way that it works internally as well because if you if you're told that go to the gym it will make you feel better uh, that's founded on the idea that you're not good enough as you are yeah. first of all but uh, there's this terrible terrible like marriage of toxic body ideals regardless if it's for men or women and of shaming people for not taking care of them, their health. Yeah, and it's created this weird cult. Like yeah. it really is. It's and then scary. obviously, going to this is again from personal experience, going to also one of the reasons why I <laughs> cancelled my gym membership because for the longest time I went and I was like, I went all the time and I was like, this is great. Actually, makes me feel better. But it like. The reason it did make me feel better was because it yes. quieted the anxiety that I wasn't doing, doing anything, for anything exactly for to take care of myself. Yeah. And if I'm doing other things to take care of myself, then I notice that this is actually not what was making me feel good. Mm. I was just dampening the anxiety, mm. and that made me feel better, which is true. Mm. And I think that's a big part of. Obviously, people are going to go into. Like, men are going to be catered to, like, they're like, oh, finally people are talking about what self-care is for men. I'm now going to take care of myself. And then they start doing that. And then they start feeling there's an instant self-gratification that they don't no longer have to feel guilty about not taking care of themselves. Quote, unquote. Uh, And that will make them feel like they're in control and they've found the key to take care of themselves. 
And then, of course, they are going to try to spread that to other people. And that's why it spreads mm-hmm. like wildfire so quickly. Yeah. Because it's finally someone is talking about it. And finally, they've found some gratification in it, but it's not really gone deep. So I think definitely two sides of the coin, like social media. Yeah. One thing, one last thing that I'm going to talk about. We talked about how it's gendered. I think even the fitness industry for self-care is, is gendered in the sense that men are told to bulk up and we mostly, and women are told, told to, to be like way. thin. Mm-hmm. And it's always this, this thing where oh, if you start taking care of yourself, then you're going to automatically lose weight. And then you do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, because you're going to start true. going to the gym and you're going to start eating a salad instead of like a burger and you're automatically going to thin. Which means that when that doesn't happen, because it doesn't happen, you're going to feel... <laughs> because believe me, I tried. <laughs> because believe me, I've been trying for about 15 years of my life. It doesn't happen if you're not actually want. If, if your only motive and your only goal is to be thin, nothing is going to improve in your life. Trust me on that. And when that doesn't happen, you're just gonna feel shitty with yourself. You're like, but that's not fair. Why am I not thin in two weeks? This person lost 10 kilos in a week. How is that? Because that's not real and that's not fair. And also, like, it just does not happen. But then it's like the idea of being thin is so tied to self care in a healthy way. I feel like it's so dangerous. I could do an entire talk about this. We should do that. How being skinny is tied to being healthy which and it's is just so not even true i was listening to a podcast about this and they yeah, were like same. starting out talking about it in a really like clever way they were like oh people have definitely skewed the nutrition industry and like dietitians and nutritionists they have a very weird way of talking about like i'm not going to go into too much detail because i know it might be triggering but like it's a very like particular way of talking about food and nutrition but it's totally like not based on science. But then they oh, yeah. still, and I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, I like hearing about this. This is great. Like actually people talking about it from like a sensible point of view. But then at the end of it, they still landed on the whole. And then if you start adopting this approach, blah, 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 then you will probably lose weight. And then they like, try to disclaim it by saying, by saying, uh, and that doesn't mean that it's better. That doesn't mean that you're necessarily like that. It's better to be thin or blah blah. They were like disclaiming that to like not upset anyone. But then still said, but it tends to be that leaner people are healthier. And I'm like, that's just no. a gross lie. That like true. that's just not true. Absolutely not true. And it's true. just so so like, public opinion and what's taken as truth mm. is. So narrow mm, yeah. for both men and women that it's really really easy to to just so, sell as self care. Yeah, um, we've been talking for a while, so Sorry. to just <laughs> to sum it up, if you've made it towards to the end uh, with us, if you're still with us, um, so I think some of the ideas about how you can maybe get into self care that doesn't cost you anything, um, it's. Um, so it might sound a bit like spiritual, but mm. just take time, um, be patient with yourself, um, grant yourself the same attention and empathy that you have towards yes. others and towards your friends. Ask for help. Um, if you're not feeling well, try to talk to someone, try to build a community that's understanding and safe space for you. Um, and yeah, just try. Uh, I mean, it's it's obviously hard. We're all bombarded with these ads, but just try to before you purchase something, think about how long that's actually gonna make you feel better, or yes. whether that's just substituting um, something or 
but like fighting an anxiety that you have um, and try to get to the root of the problem except uh, unless oh, no, what's the word instead uh, mm -hmm. instead of just buying lots of stuff to feed the defeat the symptoms mm -hmm. yeah well, thank you so much amazing. for listening I thought it was going to be a short episode <laughs> it was not but there's just too much to talk about okay, okay um, we'll see you next week bye bye, bye.